in our in our last episode, we didn't start the episode. We didn't say our names at the beginning, <laughs> which I'm sure was very confusing for all our new <laughs> new listeners. Yeah, no, nor did we state that we are not like a. Nor did I give like the disclaimer that we're not an informational podcast oh with news and science. So it's possible someone accidentally relied on us for news or scientific information. Okay, so from, from the top, we've got to do our names and that we know nothing. Yes, my name is Tom, and I don't know anything at all. Uh, my name is Rachel, and I definitely don't know anything. Um, how has your week been? Um, it's It's been um, still a week. Um, I've, I've done nothing I've meant to do, uh, so I'll start with that. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing that I've meant to do. Well, you'll uh, you'll never guess what I did. Was it something? Uh, it was the census. Hey. Yeah. Excellent. So I, I was have... it was it um, everything you ever dreamed it would be? Hmm, I don't know, but I do know that after I did it, I got a third um, piece of mail. <laughs> they're they're on you. They really don't trust you to fill out your census on time. Well, they're um, they were three different kinds of mail, like different sizes. The third one was a little postcard. The first one was like a standard business envelope, and this this the set the one of them was like a larger envelope. And I wonder what the reasoning behind that is. I feel like maybe it's like if you think one kind of mail you just mentally associate as like junk mail, they're like we're gonna we're gonna get you one way or another with something different and shiny. That could be it. Yeah. Have you completed the census? I assume you have. Uh, yeah, I assisted um, my family with uh, completing the census, the, the technical portion of that. Um, basically, my dad sat at the computer and I told him how to how to do it. Hmm. Well, that's so. That's at least that 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 I can tick off my um, my to do list. Yes, you've um, done your duty. Yeah, I. Um, I think I spoke too soon on our on our episode earlier this week when I said I thought I was doing almost too well. Oh. Because I kind of crashed pretty hard over the past couple of days. Oh no. Yeah, I got um I got hit by a wave of anxiety after that and then a wave of depression after that. And so we recorded that on Monday night and then on Tuesday I was like super antsy and couldn't get anything done and then on Wednesday I was super depressed and today Thursday I started to rebound a little bit but I am now no longer feeling like oh I'm getting the hang of this I'm now feeling more like oh this is this is terrible and I hate it yeah i think one of one of my other podcasts uh was also talking about anxiety and um talking about how it like is a thing that comes in waves and i think that's right like you, you have been hit by an extra strong wave of the anxiety and or depression, but it's going to, it's going to go away. Well, I hope so. It seems like things are getting worse and not better mm. in terms of the spread of the COVID-19 disease in the United States of America. Um, yeah, we're, we're number one soon i think no i think we're officially number one are we are we now officially number one worldwide yeah with the with the caveat that you shouldn't trust us for news and information um yeah that it's uh, my my reading just a few minutes ago suggested that um we have now topped a thousand deaths and Mm -hmm. we are now number one in the world in terms of number of active cases ahead of china yeah oh we did it yeah yeah 
it's such a stressful time in like what I am thinking about what I would like a government to do because because Donald Trump is president I like automatically feel like don't touch anything like he should not have any input um, because I am afraid that uh, any executive powers of which there are already too many that he's going to exercise are just going to like, I don't know, take, take things way too far. But also it is, it is a time where it's like now would be a great time to have like, I don't know, a president who could, you know, unite the nation and have us like doing things um, to, you know, be prepared and, uh, know, you know, I don't know, like feel better as opposed to feel worse about what's coming. Cause it, it does, it does feel like, um, you're right. Like probably more worse things are, are coming. Yeah. I think if something like this had happened during the Obama administration, um, I mean, I can't say for sure that he would do an incredible job. I don't know if it's possible for anyone to do like an incredible job in response to a situation <laughs> yeah. like this. But um, I do at least think that he wouldn't be making the same kinds of like intentionally stupid mistakes that Donald Trump makes just because of his um, warped sense of priorities where he's trying to spin things to to make himself look as as good as he can, like to to like throw blame or deny the problem or, or things like that. Yeah, because it just it is really the sense I am getting is that it is left to your local and state governor and politicians in, in general as to like who, how seriously or what actions are, there's no, there's no like executive. This is what we are as a country doing um, like coordinated, really good efforts. I say that, but I did get a postcard today from, um, the CDC. I got that uh, with, too. With Donald Trump, fifteen days. Uh, don't don't go out. Um, but I feel like if the most you can say is like they sent a postcard, one postcard with accurate information, and like every day there's like terrible press conferences uh, with terrible information. Yeah, it it sucks because there's like the political game level where it's like that is a game that is being played poorly but also where it's like this is real people um and playing that game poorly and not understanding the stakes leads to like people really dying or being left uh in situations where they shouldn't be i think this is gonna be maybe maybe a sad one maybe a morbid one uh this episode (laughs) yeah I mean, I think that's true. I'm, I'm mad about politics, especially back when it became clear a few, I don't remember how long ago this was. Was this 18 months? Was it a year ago? I don't even know. But when it became clear that Brett Kavanaugh was going to be confirmed for the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I was thinking then was like, part, part of why I felt so defeated then was because that, that was exactly what, um, a lot of the people who had made like who knew that Donald Trump was garbage but had made a calculated decision to support them anyway, the reason they had done that is because of the prospect of getting a conservative nominee for the Supreme Court. And mm-hmm. there was a whole lot to be really upset about 
that uh, during that process and with those hearings and everything that was discussed around them. But uh, one of the sort of overbearing feelings that I had that kind of like added insult to injury is that, well, this isn't this isn't something that like. Like it's not like the the Russia scandal where it's like, well, we can all agree this is bad. Um, it's more like, um, you know, this is this is exactly what they wanted, and they got exactly what they wanted. They wanted their, you know, rapist frat boy on the on the Supreme Court. Um, and this, I'm getting kind of the opposite, where it's like when they were taking that calculated risk, like the worst case scenario for like what they were risking was they were risking that like a big crisis would happen during his presidency and he'd completely mishandle it, whether that would be like a terrorist attack or, um, you know, um, uh, like pushing us to the brink of nuclear war or something. And there've been a number of times throughout his presidency where I'm like, okay, we're, we're like on the brink of that. And then it never, it never happens. But, uh, now is, you know, it's, it's hard to like even come up with a metric for this, but I feel like this is one of the worst crises. It's, like the worst crisis in American life in my lifetime um, and one of the worst crises in its history. And um, we have like the biggest dope in the world who is supposed to be providing us with leadership. Yeah. (laughs) Cheery. Yeah. (laughs) We could go. Do you want to go more into the death? Because I could go more into the death, but it's not as sad, but it is more death. Um, I mean... I've been thinking a lot about death, so let's 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 lean into death. All right, I'll hit you with the death. Uh, so before all of this um, has started, like like I think a year ago, um, I became interested. Um, there's like a Jewish uh, burial ritual where you, um, before the body is buried, um, a group of people will like ritually wash the body. Um, and I was like, Hey, maybe I want to try that. And every synagogue, uh, in my area is like very, very (laughs) poorly organized and or secretive about how you get on that like email list. Mm. And I finally, like in January, I got on that email list, uh, to be one of the like on call, um, if there is a death in our synagogue community, um, you, you may be called upon, uh, to help with this ritual. How did you go um, on the list? I, I called a lot of rabbis and <laughs> <laughs> waited many months and spoke to many rabbi assistants. Um, but I, my, my like twisted thought, uh, with coronavirus has been one, probably my chances of there being dead people has increased, but not probably my chances of like being allowed to actually do this have, have decreased because it's like, a, I guess you could call it a social gathering because there's like the, the person, the body. Um, and there's like multiple people there involved like with this. So I feel like that's, that's out. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't even know what like um, emotion or term there is for this where it's like <laughs> a, a thing you wanted to do that you could do but what is stopping you is also is what's causing it to be possible <laughs> wouldn't you be concerned about about um infection just i don't know what the process entails so but i would assume that it would bring you into contact with you know presuming that the person 
was infected with with the virus, then you would become infected with the virus too. Yeah, well, I think because um, th- there is a lot of, uh, I-, I feel like the other parallel they've had where like religions have had to think about this is with like the HIV AIDS crisis. Um, so like if, if you do this and I- I'm mostly speculating here because I've never done this, it's a uh, called uh, Tahara, this, this ritual, you're like decked out in scrubs and gloves and you, you are not coming into direct contact with the body. So like if there is like a risk of uh, disease transmission, I think you like do it even more ritually. Like you're already like physically and spiritually or whatever separated a bit, but you, you might do it even more so if there's a risk of infection, like instead of washing, washing the whole body, you would like maybe just do like maybe the face part if it's like really a risk. Um, but I don't know. This is just uh, my speculation. So nobody, um, if, you, if you know, let me know. Um, any listeners? Uh, yeah, we know nothing. Yeah. I, I have only like vague news from other countries, um, like reports of, I don't know why I'm saying it, like I'm getting reports, hmm. but, but like um, talking about different countries, like having mass graves or when um, there's really a lot of deaths. Um, how to handle burial, which is like a whole a whole other thing. It's already enough of a mental sort of difficulty to think about in the coming weeks the hospitals being overloaded, and then there's, there's like part of that. Well, when hospitals are overloaded um, and people die, then it's even more of a mental block to be like, what? Then what do you do? Um, but I think especially like as Americans, we just don't uh, want to think about. One of the things that I've been dwelling on that has been causing me a lot of anxiety, and I don't know if I should even bring it up because I'm worried it's going to infect other people with anxiety. Oh, no. um, but every, um, every person that you ever meet in your life, every person that you ever see, you will at some point see for the last time. Like I feel like that's a pretty like tautological observation. Um, but not one that's like all that fun to dwell on. Um, everyone, you know, you're going to see sometime, sometime you're going to see them and it's going to be the last time you see them. Um, but with the, like the thing that kind of like hit me on Tuesday night and had me in a depressive spiral most of the day on Wednesday was the notion, like the, the thought that, well, it's not really completely it's not like i wouldn't call it likely like a greater than 50 percent chance but it's certainly like a greater than zero chance or a higher chance that i'd like that for any given person that i would like to see again i might never see them again because i might go into quarantine and like i might go into like full quarantine from an infection and die or they might they might die and there won't be an opportunity to visit them Uh, There won't be because visiting them would only cause greater problems. Um, I might not even necessarily know. Like there's there's one friend that I haven't talked to or communicated with since uh, before any of this was happening. And so I don't even know where they are or like what their current status is. And I was just thinking of that today. Um, And I was thinking like, what if my what if one of my sisters were to get sick or my parents 
uh, like I wouldn't be able to visit them. So like it's there's a, a real notable and higher than usual probability for pretty much everyone that I know that it will be the last time that I have already seen them for the last time. And that thought really depressed me and made me kind of go a little bit crazy for a while. Yeah. That's cheery, isn't it? It is. <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> but I, I like, I also, I feel like it's one of those truths that is always there, but that we don't always look at until circumstances like force us to. So like, I don't, I don't think it's, wrong to then talk about it because it's it's not like you're not a wizard so you're you're not speaking it into happening it's like it's always been there um yeah it's 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 very that's very true but um i think it's 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 rare that that the probability spikes so very high for everyone in your life all at once yeah and and one of the one of the great things that you can do is if you suddenly become keenly aware that, hey, my parents are getting older and I don't know how much longer they're going to be alive, you can you can take actions to 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 see them. Uh, but right now I can't I can't now go see my parents um, or I, I suppose I could. But we talked about this in the previous episode. It's basically been decided that that's not going to happen at least mm-hmm. for another week or two, uh, probably quite a bit longer, honestly. So um Oftentimes, like if you reflect on that, there's like this, well, then because I've reflected on that, now I can sort of reaffirm that I need to live my life to the fullest. But um, right now, the avenue for like doing that is cut off. So there's like nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You can't go see them one more time right now. Even like, I don't know, there's a there's a there's an episode of Doctor Who called Last Christmas. And one of the things they say in that is like every Christmas is last Christmas. Because you don't know if they'll be there next year, if if your loved ones will be there next year. So, um, but th- that minus Christmas. Every year is last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that makes me think about. Uh, I don't do Easter, but Easter probably for people is going to be weird this year. Um, and I do celebrate Passover, uh, which is going to be a weird one this year. Well, I'm glad for you that you are with your family for that. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to brainstorm uh, ideas for, like, being with people in a safe way. Not, like, in the store safe way. Safe way. Like, we don't have <laughs> those here. <laughs> Going to Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but, like, in a, a safer version of being with people um, – uh, uh, one of my friends, Talcott, uh, they they suggested recently that they had gone to their parents' house and stood on the porch and talked to them through a window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, "Can I go? Like, if the weather maybe someday when the weather's nice, I'll like drive an hour to go to my parents' house so that I can sit on the back deck and have them hand food to me through a window, wearing <laughs> gloves or whatever, um, and then we can like just." chill together and then i was thinking that like you know drive-in movie theaters exist i wonder if those are doing like there aren't that many of them these days but maybe there are maybe those that still exist are like doing a better business now because of you can't go to a regular movie theater but there's there's no there's very little danger in a drive-through movie theater drive-in rather movie theater yeah so and i also just feel like it's 
with the like creativity it's it's hard <laughs> to know like i thought i thought dog parks were okay but then my city closed dog parks because um they worry about if you touch the dog and then the dog touches another person mm. uh that's too much of a risk but i i think it is worth trying like that human impulse to like try try and uh connect with people uh in this like it's like a, a pushing daisies like situation yeah, when yeah. You die. <laughs> i wonder if um hmm. pushing daisies is great i haven't watched that in a long time <laughs> yeah um yeah like another good... <laughs> yeah so I think like an idea I had was like a car picnic where it's like you just like you can just like go find a parking lot and just like all right everyone drives to the parking lot and doesn't get out of their cars and uh eats like rolls the windows down and just hangs out. <laughs> it's kind of like tailgating before a game except you don't get out of the car. Okay. I should okay. I should try that. I should see if there's anyone who's down for that. Yeah, like you could do a block party. I don't know if you have other houses or if you have, you could do a block party. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know my neighbors here. Well, now, now <laughs> is the time. <laughs> now, now you can make a name for yourself. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know if we have any follow up on action items other than, um, other than the, the census. Uh, I didn't get many. Uh, I got one tweet from Evan about um, the ha- happy media. Happy medium. Uh, he's been enjoying, like I said, what's your like uh, comfort media? And he's been enjoying watching a Let's Play of Resident Evil 2, which is a horror video game. And I don't like horror video games. <laughs> and neither does he, he says in his tweet. But So I, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm probably just going to like keep catching butterflies in Animal Crossing. As, as is your right, as is your human right, do. Have you been watching, reading, or listening to anything interesting to keep yourself in high spirits? Um... Yeah, uh, I, I guess we can claim Stephen Sondheim. He's he's our pro, he's American, right? Yeah. Um, for one, it's his birthday, um, and it's not his birthday today, is it? I don't know if it's. His birthday I think it was today, birthday, his birthday a few days ago, but it was and could be again. Um, <laughs> and so, I've been, uh, which is just to say, um, they put together. Um, to celebrate Stephen Sondheim's birthday, a musical album called Losing My Mind, A Sondheim Disco Fever Dream, um, which sort of sounds exactly like you think it would sound like. Um, And it's just different mashups of uh, his musicals. Uh, They they got different singers to perform. And I'm, I'm really doing it a disservice because... It, I it desperately is, need to hear this. <laughs> it is like if musicals themselves uh, like caught allergies <laughs> and did a lot of drugs, probably also, um, and just combined in certain ways. Um, I particularly like. Um, there's a lot of mashups, so uh, there's one called like. Uh, it's hot up here in this city of fire, uh, um, which is like a mashup of uh, Sunday in the Park with George and also City on Fire from Sweeney Todd, um, which you you wouldn't think they would go together, and they 
don't. But <laughs> when you are listening to it, uh, you, you sort of forget uh, that they shouldn't be mixed together. Um, it is I, a delight. I have a lot of like Sondheim related feelings having to do with this pandemic. Oh. Uh, and there there are two reasons for that. One of which is that like the week before everything really went to shit, I um I saw Assassins uh in Rhode Island. They um the uh the one really good theater group in Rhode Island did uh did their first ever musical, which was Assassins. Um and so that was that was fun and I got to go see it and I really enjoyed it. Uh so that was like one of the last that, that was definitely the last like piece of theater I saw, but it was like one of the last like going to do something outside of the house, like to meet up with, uh, I saw, I saw it with my parents to like do that. So that was, yeah, that was um, one reason. The other reason is that um, because of this pandemic, I am probably not going to be able to follow through on my plan to go visit London in the summer. And the main reason I was going to London at that time was to see Jake Gyllenhaal in Sunday in the Park with George, oh. which um, I don't know if that musical is even going to be performed on the schedule that it was expected to. Like it was going to premiere in June and like who knows what things will be like in the UK in June. I sure don't. Yeah. Yeah. I have many friends in New York and who are lamenting the like what happened to theater in New York and how all kinds of, you know, plays that had to close that, will they be able to reopen? And like, I was going to see uh, a thing in New York with, um, with uh, Matt Smith in it called lungs. And that's not going to happen now. And yeah, it's all these, all this, all this stuff that was supposed to happen. is not going to happen. But we do have the disco fever dream. The, the virus can't take that away. I will, I will have to uh, have to listen to that. Are you familiar with the um, Jake Gyllenhaal version of Sunday in the park with George? No, I am not. I'm I'm only just barely hanging on by a thread that I know who Jake Gyllenhaal is. Oh, um, um, well, he's a very like handsome actor man who this doesn't help. He, he's he's like um, he's like a Hollywood. Or he's like the kind of person who could and should be like a really huge Hollywood star leading man, but like was has Spider Man. Yes, he was in Spider Man. Okay, this also doesn't help. But <laughs> well, you asked. <laughs> I, I see like many faces before me, and I'm sure one of them is is the true Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> but he uh, he like makes he has made some like relatively weird career choices in that like he he will go for like interesting projects instead of like just doing the most high profile or bankable things. And yeah, I will I will put mm-hmm. in the show notes I'll put a um a link to a YouTube video where he is singing "Finishing the Hat" from. Sunday in the Park with George, which I've never seen live, but has become one of my favorite musicals ever since I watched it on YouTube uh, about a year ago. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we want to add to our stack of action items or just leave the ones that we have out there. You know, <laughs> um, maybe, maybe maybe leave the ones we have out there. Uh, or I don't know, maybe add if, if people can come up with a come up with your best uh, creative way to be social with people without touching or infecting the people. So yeah, let's, let's say that this has to be like social in real physical space Yeah, because there's tons of ways to do it online. Yeah. Um, We don't want that. 
Yeah, no, there's, there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of good conversation about that. <laughs> there's too much. It's yeah. oversaturated. The market is oversaturated. Yeah. So like ways, ways of, ways of socializing safely in person. Cool. I will, I will add that to my, uh, to, to the action items and I'll tweet that out. All right. Um, well then I think that's it for this episode. So until the next one, stay distant. Go the distance.